I won't deny it. I'm a straight rider. You don't wanna fuck me. Got the police busting at me, but they can't do nothing to us. right off the bat here guys don't worry we are in week two episode number two of the commish and the fish podcast i am the fish aka christina kaplan and i'm joined by the commish aka micah de la rosa what's up commish what up what up what up um now i was thinking about it i believe i should probably explain my nickname the fish to the audience because I'm sure people were wondering, um, you, we explained your nickname, the commish last week. So there's a group of undisclosed gentlemen who, because my nickname is Tina decided that Tina fish would be a suitable nickname, like, uh, you know, tuna fish. Um, so you, you make it, roll- you make it not sound as cool as it actually is. I just want that to be clear. First off. Oh, it's very cool. I was not really into it at first, but now I fully embrace the fish and I love it. And it, it's, you know, a term of endearment, I know. No, um, absolutely. Yeah. So now everybody knows where the fish came from because I'm sure it was just itching your brain to find out. Um, but Micah, how excited are you for episode number two? Episode number two? Uh I think our poet of our generation, Drake, said it best. Next move better than my last move. So we're going, <laughs> we're going episode number two. It's got to be better than episode number one. So uh, I'm excited for it. And I, I don't know. I'm also excited for uh, the, how the Falcons did last week. Uh, Super Bowl bound, like I said. Went into Denver. Got a dub. So, I mean, yeah, everything's good in my book. Yeah, um, anytime you have a Drake reference, I love it. So Falcons, on the other hand, I'm getting a little sick of hearing you talk about the Dirty Birds. Mm. But I know that you're a diehard, so it's okay. Um, But like I gave you a short little teaser of my rap skills in the beginning there. And if you remember from last week, audience out there, we made a bet, Micah and I, we said that or I said that Tom Brady was going to throw for more than five touchdowns, and you said Tom Brady was going to throw for less, and whoever won had to rap on this podcast. But we're going to do you one better, because I technically lost. It would have been me rapping, but we've got an even more special treat for you. At the end of this podcast, stay tuned to find out what this secret surprise will be. That's all I'm going to say. You will not be disappointed. You will not exactly. be disappointed. Um, so we're in playoff baseball. You know, everyone's talking about the Cubs and the curse. But I want to talk about a different curse. And that is the Kardashian curse. Um, I just so happened to be catch- catching the Atlanta Hawks and Cleveland Cavaliers game on Monday. You know, just came across it on, on the television for no reason at all. And... <laughs> You know, I saw Chris Humphreys sitting on the bench for the Hawks and Tristan Thompson sitting on the bench for the Cavaliers. And you know what? I thought, wow, these two guys have something in common more than just basketball. And, and what, do you, what do you think was the first thing that came to my mind, Micah? Um, I, I would say some of their, uh, their dating decisions here in the past or now recent for some. That is 
That is correct. Tristan Thompson currently dating Khloe Kardashian. Mm. Chris Humphreys, formerly the, or I guess is the ex-husband of Kim Kardashian. If you even want to call it uh, husband and wife, because what did they get an annulment after 72 days or something? I, I can't believe that didn't work out. I was, I was really, I know, shocking. really shocked by that. But yeah, so, so Khloe is now with Tristan Thompson just trying to wreck another career. Uh, well, that's what I'm wondering. I want to get your opinion on this because we see what happened to poor L.O., my hmm. man Lamar Odom, sixth man of the year. What, what? What, what? Um, But, and James Harden, she also dated him, but we don't know what's going to happen with him this season. I think he'll be okay. He seems to have gotten out unscathed. But do you believe in the Kardashian curse? Do you think that Tristan is doomed? So, I mean, I guess the way to look at the future is to look at the past. And so <laughs> let, let's take a look at that past. I mean, you talked about Lamar Odom uh, after he got done with the Kardashian family. I mean, I don't ever think I've seen anybody fall that hard. So uh, he's still picking himself up after the after the curse. Um, we look at Reggie Bush with Kim Kardashian. He goes from Heisman winner being really, really good in the NFL to I think he's negative three yards this year uh, rushing total. So he's got that going for him. And, uh, and now uh, you look at Chris Humphreys, who you're talking about on the bench uh, for the Hawks right now. Uh, I mean, maybe you should just stay away from the Kardashian women altogether. Um, yeah. I mean, that, that would probably be the best thing. If, what I don't get is if you're a pro athlete and you, it, I can just go by what I've seen on the show, there's plenty of women that you could choose from, okay, that are, that are all beautiful, all that. But that family drives me insane. And so yeah. why would you want to tie your, your life and your horse to, to that family? It is beyond me. Well, the only thing that I could think of is you have to give Chris Kardashian, Chris Jenner, whatever you want to call her. Caitlin. Caitlin. Um, let's, let's call no, no, no. That's, that was Bruce, former Bruce, no, now sorry. Caitlin. But I'm talking about the mom, the mom who is basically a pimp for her children. They've all been very successful um, and she kind of just does everything for them. So I think the only thing that I can think of is maybe these guys are like, okay, I could probably further my career by attaching my name to the Kardashian name because of how successful they've become for having zero talent. That, All right. I will say that. Now that is, that is a fair <laughs> statement. So they have, they have done more with less talent yeah. than any other family I've ever seen. So let's see if it was like, you know, you're, you're getting the most out of what you've got with your abilities. I, can I say that abilities is, is that a yeah. keyword for, but as far as uh, Kim Kardashian is concerned, <laughs> I uh, guess so. But yeah, so that is a fair statement. Chris Jenner has uh, gotten the most out of her clients because I'm yeah. not going to call them kids, they're clients. And now seems to be doing that with uh, Kylie. Is that the one that's the younger yeah. one now that's kind of doing all the modeling? So, uh, yeah, so shout out Chris Jenner, uh, maybe the best sports agent uh, in the world. Tristan, we wish you all of the best. Would you, would you relate this to like the EA Sports, uh, like being on the cover of EA Sports for the football? Uh, oh, Madden, Madden cover yeah, curse? Like the Madden cover curse, is this like the Kardashian curse? Well, you know what's funny? It's funny that you bring that up because wasn't Gronk just on the cover this year? Mm-hmm. Yes. Hmm. hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So. Interesting. Very I'm, interesting. I mean, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and compare the, the, <laughs> the uh, Kardashian curse to the Madden curse. 
uh, as far as your professional athletes are concerned. If you're thinking about dating the Kardashians uh, or getting in a relationship with them, think long term. And if you're, you know, Chris Jenner, I mean, keep rocking it out. You're the best sports agent out there right now. I think I'd rather be um, affiliated with the Madden curse if I had to choose there. Yeah. I mean, at least, <laughs> at least people have come back from injury. Lamar Odom ain't coming yes. back from rehab. So, Micah, I'm going to kneel on the whole Kardashian family uh, in general in life. How do you, what do you think about yeah. that? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kneel on that one. I mean, I get it. We've all made bad decisions uh, whenever, you know, we think a girl's really pretty or something like that. You might want to get in some trouble. But I'm definitely going to kneel on that one. The juice is not worth the squeeze on that. And as long as we're, t- as long as we're talking about kneeler stand, we do have some, some segments lined up uh, for that and some topics. And I kind of want to get into the, the kneeler stand of, I don't know if you've heard or not, but Greg Hardy uh, is trying to find a place, trying to find a home for his skill set. And uh, he's trying to find it in the MMA. And uh, so Greg Hardy, MMA, future fish, do you kneel or stand with that? Um, honestly, <laughs> this may be super controversial. I don't know, but I'm going to stand because like you said, he's finding a home for his skills. Mm-hmm. We already have seen what you can do to women. I mean, hopefully you can do that to men too. They're probably going to be a little bit stronger and are going to fight back where I'm sure the rest of your opponents, if you want to call them that, have not. Um, but I think he's just one of those guys that's not very smart. And I guess this is probably the best um, way to use whatever skills you want to, if you want to call them skills. Yeah, uh, I, mean, <laughs> yeah I, mean, this, I, I stand up for it. It seems like he is finding a home. The only thing I've heard is that they're having some controversy on whether they want to let him in the MMA period. Well, I think that he is starting training. I don't know if he's necessarily, I don't know how that goes if you have to enroll or be approved by somebody, but Jay Glazer has come out and said that he wants to blackball him because they don't want him in the MMA, but it really doesn't make much sense because I think most of these guys who fight for a living, I shouldn't say most of them, but I would like to say I would assume that a few of them have had domestic assault issues in the past as well. So I don't see how they're much different from Greg Hardy. Um, so Jay, I don't know what your, what your uh, idea is there. I think just let him, just let him fight. Yeah. Let him go in there and get his butt kicked. Yeah. I mean, so, so I'm going, I'm going to stand uh, as well for Greg Hardy being in the MMA uh, for, for a few reasons. So I don't understand why there'd be any controversy. And like you said, if you're fighting for a living in the MMA, there is a reason you're fighting in the MMA for a living. And so, like, yeah. you talk about War Machine, uh, this MMA fighter that beat up the, the porn star that he was dating. I mean, Oh, I didn't know about that. Okay, well, let me, let me educate you. Let me educate <laughs> yeah, you. Pull please. up the seat. Pull up the seat. So he, he was dating this porn star. Um, I forget. Christy Mack. So I'm looking at it online. Christy Mack um, beat her to, like, a pulp, okay? And... I mean, he got in trouble for it, but I don't, I mean, I don't know if the MMA kicked him out. I would think that being a violent person is probably pretty good for the MMA. I don't think you should yeah. be beating your, your girlfriends or anybody like that. But if Greg Hardy wants to come to the MMA and try it out, 
then I say let's go for it because I really would like to see somebody just whip him because it's a completely different ball game. Whenever you step into yeah. the octagon, you have to be very, very well trained. It's not something you're going to pick up just because you think you're bad and you can beat up some people on the block or beat up your girlfriend and throw her on a, a bed of guns. That's not that's that's not going to fly in the octagon. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. And and for the people that say like, oh no, we need to respect the MMA image. The MMA image, you that, they're all they're all crazy bad guys. So yeah, you want that? That's that's like what you're built on. You're built on the you know, the underground kind of edgy, uh, controversial characters anyway. So let's, let me Yeah, I also don't think that any NFL team is ever going to sign him again. So I don't think he has any other option at this, this point. Is, this is it. This is option A through Z right here. This, this is what he's got to go with. So we're both going to stand uh, for Greg Hardy going to the MMA. Um, yeah, why not? <laughs> now, th- this is a special topic for especially this, uh, this segment. Nealer stand. It's namesake, Colin Kaepernick, <laughs> is getting the call up to the starting position on Sunday. So I, I know that we, we talked a little bit about it last week, but as a starter, standing or kneeling fish for Colin Kaepernick? Um, I'm going to kneel just because I just, I honestly never really liked him, even before all of this nonsense. Um, and... I don't know if you saw the interview today in the locker room once it had been announced uh, or yes, I'm sorry. Yesterday it was announced and he literally had crazy eyes talking to these people. He looked like the most insane person because he's got that stupid fro that's just come out of nowhere and he, his eyes were bugging out of his head and he just was I'm so excited, so excited. It's been almost a year since I've had that start act, starting action. I just can't wait. And I just, I can't wait, Colin, to see you get sacked 20 times in this game because it, you're awful. It's amazing that he gets all that hair inside the helmet. And so, Well, that's what I was saying to my parents when I was watching the game with them a couple weeks ago. And I'm like, what if he, because my, my dad was like, oh, what do you think if Colin goes in? And and I was thinking it's gonna take him like two or three minutes just to stuff that hair into his helmet. So I don't know if he's probably gonna get a delay of game or something. I mean, I'll get, I'll get, I think I know why it is. With all the concussion protocol that's going around, he has extra padding around his head to protect True. him. And so good- maybe it's a smart move on his part. Maybe if he gets knocked around a little bit, he's got that extra padding with that fro. It's hard to give me a concussion. Yeah, um, I don't know how the Bills pass rush is. That's who they're playing this week, but I sure would be interested to see him get taken down a few times. So I'm kneeling. I don't know. Are, are you kneeling or standing? Um, so I'm going to stand. And okay. the reason why it has nothing to do with Colin Kaepernick or his political views and why he thinks that police brutality in this country is going to be better by him kneeling for the national anthem. It makes no sense to me. But what I am standing for is the fact that Blaine Gabbert is that poo-poo this year. He <laughs> He's very bad. Awful. What do you mean this year? Well, okay. Well, his career, <laughs> I should say. But he's not a starting quarterback in the NFL. I don't, neither is Colin Kaepernick, to be honest with you. But no. what else are you going to do? It's kind of like a catch-22. You just keep throwing Blaine Gabbard out and have him throw, you know, through the first five games, he threw five touchdowns, uh, six interceptions. He's averaging 178 yards a game throwing the ball. So, what do you do? I mean, there's got to be another option. At some point, 
you have to make a change. And so, yeah, while I don't agree with Colin Kaepernick, what he does off the field or actually on the field in protest for something that he's never been affected by, then I don't stand for that, but I do stand for him getting a shot because there's no other option. Right, and I do see where see where you're coming from with that. And also, everyone has said all along how well he would fit into a Chip Kelly-style offense. So it will be interesting to see if he's still got the type of mobility and, um, I guess, smarts to navigate the field and do what he used to do. Uh, what was it, back in 2012 mm-hmm. when he had kind of his breakout year? Um, I believe he's still athletic. I believe he's much more athletic than Blaine Gabbert. So shocker. It's just a ma- I know, right? <laughs> so it's just a matter of um, whether or not he's he's still got still got it, and if he'll, I believe he'll fit into whatever game plan they they whip up for him. Yeah, as long as they keep him mobile, I think they got a good. It's better than having Blaine Gabbert sit back there and try to throw, you know, pick defensive defenses apart. So. Uh, yeah. yeah, so I'll stand for that one. The uh, third one on the list, uh, the NFL is continuing to try to expand their brand and going overseas to London uh, for three games this year. And so we already had the first one with uh, Jacksonville and Indianapolis. Now we got two more coming up at the end of the month uh, across the pond. So Tina Fish, uh, where is you? Where do you stand or kneel on playing games overseas instead of here in the great old U.S. of A.? Um, I stand because I understand what they're trying to do there. I've also talked to a lot of people—not I shouldn't say a lot, but a handful of people who live in London who have gone gotten the opportunity to go to the games and who are huge football fans you you know american football sweet brag i'm having friends uh actually they're not friends (laughs) i just talk to them at work because like because i work i work i work for the nfl so sick sick brag (laughs) yes but we actually talked to some people um on our show this other the a few weeks ago about the game and they went to the game and these guys have been in a fantasy football league for i don't know six or seven years with a bunch of their friends who all live in the uk and so i think it's cool to be able to spread that i mean you can bring in the fact that um they've there's been nba games going overseas as well too in this preseason i think it's cool to be able to spread our sports across the country um and i think a lot of people really do enjoy football over there american football and so i I, i'm for it although i do think that it's kind of it's tough on the players just because of the um jet lag and the time difference time zones you know they're crazy things so um that on that in that sense i do feel bad for them but i think everybody benefits there the nfl the players people in the uk so i'm all for it i stand up so i'm gonna i got a two-part two-parter i'm kind of half <laughs> halfway on each so i stand in the fact that it's in london uh basically for the only fact that i can wake up in the morning and i got football on like first thing and so <laughs> as a as a person who has to get up early because his son refuses to sleep uh <laughs> I will say that I do appreciate the fact that I get—I don't have to wait till lunchtime or after lunch to watch football here on the East Coast. It's on at nine or nine thirty because they're playing over there. 
I kneel on the fact that it's not their game. This is the National Football League. This is, this is ours. Mm. It's not international. It's National Football League. Uh, if they want a football league, they should start their own. And I don't like the fact of if you have season tickets to a game, let's say like the Falcons went over there uh, last year or the year before. And when they did, like if you would have had season tickets to the Falcons, that's a home game that you missed because they played in London. So I see. I don't agree with that at all. Now, if you want to talk about it's a great chance to go to London and see a game, no, I shouldn't have to pay. I already pay for season tickets. I shouldn't have to pay extra, extra money to fly across, get a hotel, and see a game that I should have seen in my own backyard. But the fact that they are trying to expand the brand, I get it. I get it. But I would like to see all our games played here in the U.S. just because I'm, a, I'm an American. I'm an American guy. I don't, I don't, we, we fought for our freedom from, from England. I don't want to America. America. <laughs> they got, foot, they got football over there. We got football over here. You know, Kamish, you sound like a little kid who doesn't want to share his toys. That's exactly right. I'm not ashamed. Yeah, not you're... ashamed. No shame. Why are we sharing with no, the UK? No shame. No shame. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, you know, to each their own, yeah, right? Absolutely. So, absolutely. If that's what you think, then by all means. Yeah, that's what I think. That's how I feel. <laughs> Moving, <selfish>. on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Moving um, on. I don't know if you saw this or not. Um, great game uh, last week, uh, or actually it might have been Monday night, um, with the Cubs and the Giants. Um, they had Bumgarner and Arietta Arietta uh, pitching off against each other. Uh, Arietta comes up, hits a home run off Bumgarner in San Francisco, and Bumgarner uh, threw him one right down the middle. He crushed it to left field. All these Giants fans are in this area except for one Cubs fan. <laughs> Cubs fan reaches up, grabs it. One problem that I have, and I'm going to explain it a little bit later, but he had a glove on. So he reached up with his glove, caught it, and then like raised his hand in triumph. So, Tina, do you kneel or stand with people who wear gloves to baseball games who are over the age of 12? Um, I'm going to kneel just because, first of all, the likelihood of a ball actually coming to you and you being able to catch it is very slim in the first place. Right. So why lug, lug this glove around? And also it's just weird. Like be a man and catch it with your hand. So my argument completely. I, 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 I would try to catch it with my hand if it came at me and I didn't have any like boyfriend or brother or dad around me to help. I would go and try to catch it with my hand. I'm sure it would hurt really bad, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to bring a glove to a game. Scar, scars heal. Pain is temporary. Glory lasts forever, Tina. <laughs> exactly. You barehanding a glove at a barehanding a ball at a baseball game. Amazing. So now, not only is it amazing, but that would definitely make Sports Center top ten if I barehanded a ball. Absolutely, <laughs> because most girls duck out of the way when the ball comes towards them. Not fish. I'm not afraid. Not fish. I'm not afraid. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're kneeling. Uh, I'm going to kneel as well. I don't think you should have a glove at a baseball game uh, if you're uh, over the age of twelve. Um, the only exception I would give is if you're at a home run derby and you have outfield seats. Okay, so that's fun. Like, I'm trying to grab something. I need as much range of motion and help I can get 
um, so I can snag me a ball. Uh, but if I'm just going to a game, there's no way I'm bringing a glove. Uh, and like you said, barehanding it is probably one of the most amazing feats that I see on Sports Center. Like every time I see it on Sports Center, somebody barehanding a home run or a foul ball, I, I guess I, I can't get enough. I could watch them all day. Yeah. The, the other ways to up it that I've seen is if you have a beer in one hand mm-hmm. and you barehand it with the other hand or use the cup to catch the foul ball or home only run. if the cup's empty though well have you seen the guys that catch it and then they still have like half a beer and they chug the beer with the ball in the glass yeah but i'd rather catch it with my hand and have my whole beer but that's such a power move though to catch the ball <laughs> with the beer and then chug the beer like i don't care how dirty this ball is like it's still in my beer and i'm gonna chug the beer Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The other way that it gets better. We get it, Micah. You like to chug beer. It's okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> this is this is not this is not what we're here for, Tina. Not what we're here. You for. mentioned it on the last podcast too. There I'm might, just saying there might be a thing. I'm okay. sensing there a trend means, here. There might be a thing. The uh, the only way it gets better, uh, or another way that it could be better, is if you have a child in one arm, and the guy yeah. like reaches up and grabs it like no fear. Like, I got a kid. It's no big deal. I still got one free hand. I'm going to barehand this ball real quick. Those ones are always pretty cool, too. Yeah. I mean, you you instantly go to, to badass dad status if you're barehanded balls yeah. with a kid in your arm. Of course. I mean, every single one that's gone on SportsCenter has, has been trending, for sure. For sure. Um, so, why, why don't we just round the bases here? You okay. know, we're, we're talking baseball. We're in October. Best time of the year for baseball because we've got the playoffs. Yes, sir. And, you know, you're such a homer with your Atlanta Falcons and you bring them up all the time. Mm. So I'm going to go ahead and be a homer and say, go Dodgers! Mm. Yeah! Mm. Best, team, I mean, best team money could buy, right? I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. Not really because <laughs> if really. we were the best team money could buy, we'd probably be a little better than we are. <laughs> sorry. Um, but despite all that, we have – made it farther than the Giants, which is always a feat for any West Coast fan. You want to beat the Giants no matter what. Um, The Dodgers are still going at it with the Nats in the NLDS and almost lost it at home on, uh, what was it, yesterday? Yes. Yes, yesterday. I was very nervous. I stayed at work (laughs) longer than I needed to because I don't have Fox Sports 1 at home, and so I wanted to watch the game. And um, I was very nervous when Kershaw got taken out and the bases were loaded and then they hit it. The, I don't even remember who it was they put in. He, Baez, right? Mm-hmm, was mm-hmm. it Baez? It hit the first guy, hit the pitch, or his first pitch, hit the guy. And yeah. I'm just like, oh, gosh, no. Started don't imploding. Don't blow this speed. Yes. Um, poor Kershaw just looked so dejected in the dugout too yeah. but then Utley who had been awful the entire game came back and hit the go-ahead for the Deliers so I was pretty pumped about that one um and on the other end we had the co- the Cubs with a come from behind as well defeating the Giants and did you you watch part of that game didn't you yeah so, so I watched a little bit of it um four runs in the ninth um amazing stuff because you know the thing is so monday night when the cubs and and giants played um and they had that home run we were talking about earlier area to hit the home run off Bumgarner. uh it looked like the cubs had that one locked up um 
just because uh, in the bottom of the, or bottom of the eighth, they brought in Chapman out of the bullpen throwing 103 miles an hour. I mean, you're asking him to get six outs, but I mean, it shouldn't be an issue in a closeout game. Uh, he gets knocked. Did he not pitch one pitch below 100 miles an hour? Yeah, I mean, I think I mean might have thrown like one that was 99, but I mean it's Crazy. smoke, smoke, and so um, he gets bumped around a little bit, gets taken out in the eighth after they take the lead. Um, ama- amazing, amazing game, and this game that I'm talking about. Um, sorry, I'm doing a little fact checking real quick. This game, uh, yeah, so Monday night they did this. So, with that being said. You think the Cubs are like, oh, here it comes. Here comes the, the fall that everybody's waiting on, right? Uh, the dreaded and, curse. And, and to come back um, and, and to win a game in the, in, the, in the ninth like they did, scoring four runs coming from behind uh, to close out the series, uh, hats off to them because they, they've obviously been the best team in baseball all year. Now they get to rest their starters a few more days getting ready for either the Dodgers or the, the Nationals uh, coming off this you series. You mean for the Dodgers? Yes, for the Dodgers. <laughs> for There's the, no question there. I don't know why the, you're hesitating. For the Dodgers coming up, <laughs> yes. So, um, and actually, I, I will. I will say, Tina, I'm gonna side with you on the Dodgers on this one, just because I hate the Nationals, uh, just being yeah. in the NLE. So, um, yeah. So, so Cubs waiting, resting up their starters, um, should be good to go for for the uh, for the winner of that series. The other series that's starting off on Friday is going to be the Jays and the Indians. And I, sh- I should should clarify this. We're, we're gonna we're gonna call them, I guess, the the Clevelands, um, because I don't know <laughs> I don't know if you've heard this that the uh, the, the uh, Toronto announcer refuses to say Cleveland Indians uh, because it, it is offensive. Yeah, that's that's the word on the street nowadays. And I don't know. Um, I think it was two, three days ago, maybe it was Monday, Colin Kaepernick tweeted or Instagrammed a photo because it was National Something Day. Mm-hmm. Heritage, National, like, Something Heritage Day. And he tweeted some photo about, with with an Indian, a Native American, and it said some quote. And I was talking to my coworkers at work, and I sent them that photo in our little group chat, and I said, what, so Kaepernick is part Indian now, too? And then I realized, like, oh, gosh, I should have said Native American. Yeah, like, that was so insensitive of me. But I didn't yeah. – I wasn't thinking, like, you know, like the Cleveland Indians. It's, he's got a little, like, feather in his cap and for their mascot or the, the symbol on their hat. It's, you know, Indian. You, you should just say it's Cleveland's. Just, it's the Cleveland's from now on. We're going to make this show politically correct. And I think it is just part of it being Toronto. The Canadians are just so nice. They just don't want to offend anybody. And they're just yeah. going to call them Cleveland's. So shout out. Shout out. So, um, <laughs> so, so let's go ahead and pick some winners here. So, so you got, you got the Dodgers nationals, obviously Tina's going home. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think what makes me nervous is the Dodgers bullpen is so bad. So, mm-hmm. so, so bad. And I even said to you the other day that I don't feel like the Dodgers have the clutch gene. They're just not able to pull through. I mean, I was shocked that Utley was the one that did that for us. However, Ethier kind of got it going. Mm-hmm. And he's always been pretty clutch for, for the Dodgers. Um, but I am confident. I'm always going to stand by my team. I think they're going to pull it out. And 
Would have been nice to go against the Giants just because we play them so often, but I am excited to go against the Cubs and and uh, let them have another taste of what that curse feels like. Mm, just October, just October baseball for for Chicago. Um, and I'll yeah. I'll, t- I'll take the Dodgers too uh, in that one, and then the the Jays Indians. I, I love I like both these teams actually. Um, also, we we'd be remiss uh, not to mention Big Poppy retiring. Uh, in Boston. I know uh, that was pretty sad. Yeah, that was that was pretty intense to watch him taking or leaving the field at Fenway. Um, so shout out Big Poppy. Uh, I love I love watching Ortiz play. So uh, he'll be missed. But um, these two teams I really like. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Jays. Um, I'm gonna take the Jays just because I want to see. I'd like to see Toronto. I like to see Toronto. I like that that uh, where they play. Um, their home field advantage, I think it's in a dome, it's different. That place is rocking whenever they, they sell it out for playoff games. So, so I'm going to go with, with Toronto. I'll, I'll side with Toronto too because I am going to be honest, I don't know too much about either of those teams. Um, but I think it'll be a good series for sure. I mean, you can't – there's never a dull series when it's the playoffs, no matter what sport it is. I don't know. I don't care what you say. Mm-hmm. Playoffs just brings out another side in athletes and such fun, fun, exciting things can happen in those games. And I love it. October baseball is the best baseball for sure. I love it. And so while we're picking games, we, we're going to go ahead to the to go fish. Let's just, let's just play on a, play on an old classic. Go I see fit. what you did there. Go, go, go fish. <laughs> with, good one. Go fish with fish picks. Uh, we're, we're gonna we're gonna have fish pick some games against the spread that she's like she's researched them very thoroughly. And yes, this is this is, a, this is the degenerate side of the fish coming out. So we're we're gonna go through the fish's pick, kind of give you a preview of this week's game, and we're gonna try to make a little money. So first up, Cincy and the Pats is in New England, and New England is favored by nine. I mean, who wouldn't want to swim in money is my first question. One. Um, <laughs> second of all, I really think you can't go with anyone other than New England because Brady is back. <laughs> Brady's back. And he is just on another level. It's funny because he said um, he's 39 and he said, I feel better now at 39 than I did when I was, I think he said 29 or something like that. And uh, if you've ever re- read up on Tom Brady's diet and what mm-hmm. Giselle like feeds him, it's pretty inta- intense yes. slash insane. That was my little mix of words there. And so I feel like if anyone can come back from having to sit out four games and just lead this team straight to the Super Bowl, it's him. So you got to go with the Pats there. So we're going Pats minus nine. Yeah. Pats minus nine. All right. Um, I, I'm going to just preview the game. I'm not going to give any of my picks because my picks are not good. And so I don't mm. want to influence anybody's brain. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I am looking forward to, to uh, seeing Tom Brady against a real defense. I mean, he had a joke, he had a joke of a defense last week in Cleveland. Um, didn't need to use him much. Uh, LeGarrette Blount was great on the ground. So um, I am interested to see how he does against Pac-Man Jones. Shout out. I played with Pac-Man Jones in a basketball showcase in high school. Hey, so, sick brag. Sick brag. But um, <laughs> anyway, uh, I, I am looking forward to seeing him play against that defense. 
uh, be a better measuring stick to how much back, how back Tom Brady is. So yes. Um, next game, the on the agenda is the Chiefs and the Raiders. The Raiders minus one. Oh yeah, a good old AFC West showdown we got here. Now I mentioned to you earlier before we got on air. I really like the Raiders. I enjoy this team and the chemistry that they are developing. And I like Jack Del Rio. I was honestly hoping when he was in talks to possibly be USC's head coach, I was really hoping that they were going to go for him. But that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> Stupid Trojans. But anyways, um, I, as well as Alex Smith has been playing for the Chiefs, mm-hmm. um, I still am going to go with the Raiders on this one just because – First of all, they're in Oakland. Okay. Second of all, Derek Carr is just lighting it up right now. It doesn't really matter that Amari Cooper has not really done much for them because he's making it work with every single other player out there. Um, hello, Crabtree making a resurgence. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeremy Curley. Like, these guys that are just super random that were on other teams that never really did had breakout um, seasons are now playing really well. Um, so I'm going to go with the Raiders. The Ra- Raiders minus one. Yeah, you're talking about Derek Carr. Uh, 13, uh, 1,380 yards uh, so far this year, 11 touches, two picks. Um, and, he, yeah, you talk about Amari Cooper. I mean, he's got 456 yards receiving uh, through five games. Uh, but he's also the the help that he's getting from Crabtree, uh, taking right. away some of that coverage. So yeah, um, the Chiefs uh, have been suspect at times this year. So this uh, you're getting Oakland at home, just giving a short favorite. Uh, I like that pick, Fish. I like it. Uh, we'll go uh, next to uh, the Dirty Birds travel travel west this week to the uh, to the Seattle uh, Seattle Seahawks, and it is the Seahawks minus six and a half. Now, this one, the Battle of the Birds, I like to call it. (laughs) Um, Very interesting matchup here because I do think that Atlanta is rolling right now and playing really well despite Julio's non-existence um, last week. Uh, But it's just so tough to go and play in Seattle Mm -hmm. at CenturyLink where it's just... It's crazy. I've never actually been to a game there. I really hope one day I get to because you can just hear it from when you're watching on TV how insanely loud it is there. But on the other hand, Seattle's defense is not quite as good as they were last year and even the year before, um, especially the year before, I should say. So I think uh, it's Seattle minus six and a half right now. It's tough to to go against them in CenturyLink. But you know what? I am going to go with the Falcons. What up? Because rise up. Rise Rise up. up. I mean, honestly, I really need the money line to to win there to to feel good about my weekend. But um, I agree completely. I mean, this is a good test. I mean, last week, obviously, in Denver for Atlanta – was a big test with that defense uh, going up against the number one rated offense in the NFL at the time. Um, and still, 
Um, so we'll get another test on the road in Seattle. Like you talk about that atmosphere they play in. While the defense isn't, you know, Legion of Boom anymore, like it as much as it once was, it's still a respectable defense, and especially when they're at home and they get the crowd into it and they get the twelfth man going. It's a it's a it's gonna be a real test for Atlanta. And so I'm happy with how Atlanta's performed so far through a couple of tough games I thought they struggled with. This is kind of the last hurdle before we come back home and get, uh, get San Diego. So uh, you're picking Atlanta plus the six and a half in that one. Yeah, well, you know what's funny is I just pulled up the rankings on NFL.com and um, Atlanta is ranked first in offense and passing, seventh in rushing. And actually the Seahawks are ranked number one in defense right now. Oh, okay. Which... I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I mean, you don't you don't agree with numbers. I don't know. I think it's tough with these rankings. You know, it's all it's like one or two guys that are deciding which team has the best defense. You know, just because this random guy Elliot Harrison thinks that the Seattle has the best defense, like you know, it's it's all right now. I think there's a a few top defenses, obviously Seattle, obviously Denver. I think the Vikings defense mm-hmm. is playing out of their mind right now. Um, well, I got some, I got some data to back up what you're saying right here. I mean, you talk about who they played. They played the 49ers, the Rams, the Dolphins, uh, and the Jets and the Seahawks. I'm not seeing I mean, they played the, uh, the Ra- Raiders week one. And so they haven't really played the best offenses. Uh, coming out of the gate. And so, yeah, this will be a test, I guess, for both teams now since uh, yes. I, didn't, I didn't realize that Seattle was the overall rated number one defense. So um, looking forward to that matchup. The next one yes. on the agenda is the Dallas Cowboys uh, with Dak and Elliott playing out of their minds in Green Bay. Green Bay minus four and a half. I'm going, going, Dak, Dak to uh. Dallas, Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I talked about it last week. I love Dak Prescott. I think that he shows so much confidence and poise out there and he's connecting so well with his offense right now. And Zeke, my man, Mm -hmm. really helping me win week to week. Um, just killing it. That, that offensive line is creating major holes for him and he's so fast. So I think Green Bay's defense is not good. Um, yes, they've got offense. They're going to score, but I, I still am going to take Dallas with this one. All right. Going Dallas plus four and a half in Green Bay. Uh, that, that should be, that should be a good test for them. I mean, we say that it seems like every week, like, yeah, we're going to give them the test with Dak and Elliot, uh, traveling on the road. But I mean, they performed, uh, pretty well thus far, sending them off to a four and one record. Now they get the Green Bay Packers. Um, that'd be a good one. Um, yeah, it's funny because two little side notes there. I saw today, um, it, after or before, two days before this last game, um, Ezekiel Elliott was out in the club somewhere in Dallas drinking, and people were like freaking out because they're like, "Oh no, it's another Johnny Football!" And he went out there and had like 140 yards and one or two touchdowns. I don't remember. So um, that was funny. And then also. Jerry Jones has said that, you know, when Tony comes back, Tony's going to be, you know, there's no, we're not, he hasn't officially said, like, we're not leaving Dak in. Mm -hmm. He's kind of trying to err on the side of, well, when Tony comes back, he's our starter. And Brett Favre today 
said, if I was Tony, I would just say, you know, my team's rolling. They're doing good right now. I'm just, I'm just going to sit out and let them keep, keep rolling. And I was like, really Brett Favre, I would like to see you say that back in the day when you were at your heyday playing still, you really think he's going to sit out? When he's coming back from an injury and let some rookie keep playing? Even, no. Even when he wasn't in his heyday, Brett Favre wasn't going to sit down for anybody. He was still trying to make teams with, like, you were like 40 something years old sending dick pics. Yeah. And you're still trying to make yes. teams. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, I, I don't believe that at all. If you're a competitor, I think you want to be the man and you want the position. And if you have somebody that's willing to say, okay, you can just have it, our team's rolling, you don't have the right guy there. Like that's not that's not a winning attitude, um, or wanting to be successful. I understand you want to be your t- your team to be successful, but as a competitor, there's no way. As, if you're an NFL quarterback, you're the highest level of competitor. Um, yeah. So I don't whatever Brett Favre. Um, last game Monday <laughs> night. Monday night uh, we got the Jets and the Cardinals. Cardinals minus eight at home. Yeah, this one was a difficult decision for me because, I mean, the the Cardinals are getting Carson Palmer back, which is good for them, you would think, but he also hasn't been playing very well at all this season, even prior to the injury, Mm -hmm. uh, concussion, whatever whatever he did. Um, So I don't know if that's so much of a benefit to them. They are at home, which home field advantage is always important, or at least it helps a little bit. But I really like the Jets. I really, really like the Jets. I think it's a battle between two like quarterbacks who are on the decline. You know, yeah. like Fitzpatrick and Palmer are both kind of at that same age level, kind of on the down downfall of their career. Um, and poor Eric Decker, my sweet, sweet Eric Decker, <laughs> beautiful faced Eric Decker has been placed on IR. So they're going to have to do this one for ED. I think the Jets are going to pull it out. I believe that they're going to cover. I don't know if they're going to win, but I think they're going to cover the spread. Okay. Okay. So talking about, you know, this is two underperforming teams, obviously this year. Um, Fitzpatrick, five touchdowns, 10 interceptions through five games. Pretty stellar numbers. Uh, I just have a hard time backing anything the Jets do. But um, So tell me your pick one more time for the, for the, for the peeps. I'm taking, I'm the, taking Jets. the Jets. Taking the Jets. Or you mean all, you my, mean all my picks or, or, just, or just that one? Just that one. No, no, you got it. So I got Jets plus eight right there. Um, J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Goodness, goodness. <laughs> so if you're look, if you're keeping track at home, Fish's picks are going to be Pats plus Pats minus nine, Raiders minus one. See Atlanta plus six and a half, Dallas plus four and a half, Jets plus eight on Monday night to get right for the weekend. So yeah, if you want to make some money, just feel free to uh, write down those picks. Just just send piggy- them in. Just piggyback on that, right? Yeah, call your bookie up, place the bet. Yeah, all right. You you sound like a seasoned bet when the betting game (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm, for some, I shouldn't say this. I'm the worst better. For somebody, I had to explain what the lines meant before we started this podcast and now. Well, it always confuses me. <laughs> I, I'm in this pick'em league um, for college football as well. And my dad was asking me the other day when we were watching the game, like, what's the line? And I was like, oh, um, LSU has to win by 13 and a half. And he's like, oh, so, and then whoever they were playing so-and-so plus 13 and a half. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> so confused. <laughs> you explained it. So now Look, I get it. I'm here. I'm here for you. I'm here I to be, I'm, okay. I'm here to be your degenerate gambling coach here. So, so it's yeah. a, it's a team effort. All I need you for is the picks. Like what you got to say and fish's picks and go fish this week. Those are money picks. Yeah. Uh, if, if I'm going to pick anything, football games are probably the best in NFL games. More importantly, I know the most about that, so I would, I would, I would believe in in me if I were you. Yeah, if you're, you're at home, <laughs> b- believe in fish. It sounded so confident the way she just said it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> um, all right. So if we already went across this, if you want to make money, you'll you'll place those bets. Um, week two of commission the fish is now a wrap up, and. Like we said earlier, you get a special surprise here at the end of this episode. Um, I don't really want to explain too much. I just want you to listen and enjoy. It's, it's an am- and we will see you next week. It's an amazing verse. Y'all take care. Appreciate it, Fish. Four seasons here, and now it's time's up. I'm gonna miss two to five in the lineup. He's made his mind up, it's time to get a job. Gotta find a new guy to throw the lob. Gonna miss those times we had in the backcourt. Got the crowd going every time we ran the back door. Coming back stronger, like the economy. Try to push me around, thought they were on me. Try and guard me, but you can't stay in front of me. Freshman of the year, imagine what I'm gonna be. It's over now. This time here is done, met a lot of great people We had some fun, four years went by, feel like it just begun Got a marathon ahead, so he's about to run